No, they know you never talk about your money. Right, so at Liverpool in the 80s, you, you'd no idea. No, no. Well, we, the only idea was that Kenny was on far more than he was. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. All right, it is. Uh, we wanted to bookend the end of the uh, international window, end of a cluster of games, obviously for the Republic of Ireland. And uh, to do just that, there's only one man we could ask on board. Kevin, go back. Good morning to you. Good morning, Agent. How are you doing? Good. How are you going? Everything's great. Everything's the, really good, actually. Yeah. What's the schedule of uh, classic games of the weekend? Um, I've got a bit of MLS action this week. I've, I've actually done the World Cup playoffs this week, which was quite interesting watching the games. I did uh, Peru against Australia on Monday and Costa Rica against New Zealand. Well, they were actually weren't classics, as you maybe can well imagine with the lack of goals in the game, but they were interesting to do anyway. They were mm. interesting games to do. And I'm, I'm looking at it in, genuinely in comparison to, to where Ireland are in the world rankings. Costa Rica are, are ranked, what, 31 in the world, I think. Peru ranked 22. Judging from what I've seen in the last couple of games, especially, we're well beyond those teams. And the, the rankings are always, you, you always look at the rankings sometimes and think, how are some sides in certain positions? But some of the teams that you see, particularly when I've watched a lot of the CONCACAF region here, Mexico are up around the top 10, so are the US. And from what I've seen, I, I don't see any reason why we can't get anywhere near those teams. Well, it depends on, you mentioned like benchmarking are off the last two games. I'm with you. Yeah. Obviously, the first two games not so great. So, your overall view then yeah. on like whether what we've seen now over the last four games it, collectively is the growing pains almost of a a team who are on the up uh, and, and an upward curve of improving football that will hopefully lead to improving results, or are they more? Are, are the first two games particularly more of a cause for concern for you? Um, probably a bit of both. Are we any clearer over the last four games? I think the last two games has given us real optimism again. I Was it Lithuania we played at the end of the last window and we finished that with thinking, right, here we go again. Troy Parrott scored that late goal. And and then looking across the course of the last six or seven prior to that, we felt as though that the team was moving forward. I certainly felt that anyway. Uh, I know I've not really been on with you guys talking around around then. It's, it's been difficult really to get on to fit it in time-wise. But I, I don't... Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. No, you just don't pay enough. But anyway, um, uh, but no, no, genuinely, um, I think it's been, I think it has been very good, hasn't it? I think we all accepted that. And we will look forward to this Armenia game. And honestly, I, I, I was disappointed, of course, like many was disappointed, but I kind of understood. I was actually quite impressed for the first 20 minutes. The first half maybe petered out a little bit from 20, 25 minutes onwards. But the way that we started the game, I felt that we, we got in behind Armenia. I felt that Josh Cullen was on the ball early. He was trying to pass forward and pl- we would play on the front foot. And I remember a pass early on from Nathan Collins, a longer ball. Ogben has good movement. Ogbeni played very well for the first 25 minutes of that game. And I felt there was, you know, there, there's something to play on it. It was just the second half. And realistically, when you look at it, end of season like it was, the lads trying to get go again, the heat. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances, wasn't there? Why that game probably turned out the way that it did. Disappointing nonetheless, really disappointing second half. We just didn't get going. The shape of the team looked wrong. I think distances all over the pitch looked looked quite poor. And the most disappointing thing out of everything was that was the Ukraine game because you know, you look for a response. We're coming back home. We've had that 90 minutes under our belt. There was a lot of players and personnel that have played the game. Yes, travel, don't get me wrong, takes it out of players. 
maybe there could have been one or two more changes in in that game uh, in 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 the Ukraine game. I think Stephen Kenny might look at that himself and maybe feel as though he could have made one or two more changes. But they were flat and there was no tempo in the game. There was nothing really for me to look back on that game. I know you 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 were there with your son, Adrian, wasn't you? Weren't you at the game? But yeah. there was nothing in that game where I felt. I don't know. We had we had we had more shots. I think we had more shots at goal, certainly at goal, whether they're on target or not, than we had across the, the, the Scotland game. But there was no. I didn't. I don't think that. The, the, the distances was right. The shape looked off. The players didn't look like they were prepared to make a tackle. We were too easily played through. At home, after a performance like Armenia, I expected a response. And I don't think we got that. But clearly, clearly in the Scotland game, I think we saw the character. I think we saw maybe close to what Stephen Kenny will be looking at towards his, his strongest 11 in, in, the, in that game. And then we took that into the, into the second Ukraine game. And I, w- I was really pleased. Kevin, it's been a roller coaster of less than a fortnight. You go back to lunchtime on the Saturday Irish time just before the Armenia match, and I can't remember a more positive feeling towards Stephen Kenny's team. Then you fast forward to after the first Ukraine game, and it was, I was saying yeah. during the week, Kev, like I'd say 99% of the comments coming in to OTBAM on that Wednesday morning was Kenny's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. Then the next two games were back to here. We're back to, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's really positive. Where do you where do you stand on the Stephen Kenny reign after a tumultuous um, fortnight? No, I think I, I. Do you know what I think is you know what, Colin? As as, as ex players, I honestly think there's maybe a, a more of an obligation for us to be a little bit more supportive of the team. I do feel that, and certainly of the manager as well. You know, I, I, we're all going to have an opinion about who's playing well and who should be in the team and and things like that. But ultimately, when the team starts, we have to be supportive, and that was a disappointing thing for me watching. Ukraine game and even you know sometimes you know, I, even I can be quite vocal especially if I've had a beer on Twitter at times which maybe I should shut my mouth but um, when you're watching games at times you kind of get into them you get into the swing of it don't you you, you throw something out there and you, when you're disappointed watching the team but I think across in answer to your question Colin across his reign I think there has been steady improvement we have to we have to say that there has been I think he was given the extension to his contract because of that I think we accepted there was more to come from these players we, we maybe get into one or two individuals uh, in, in a while but I think overall it has been positive but I, I think a majority of the games that, that we've played first half of games has been my big disappointment but looking at Ukraine the other night and looking at maybe this window column Look at how we started the game, and it's you know it's simplistic. It's simple to say, but we've actually rolled the ball back to Nathan Collins or Shane Duffy, whoever it was. We've gone long, played in their half to start the game. It gets the crowd up. We're always going to play a different style of football as it is when the ball is circulated. I think we won a corner in the first couple of minutes against Ukraine. Got the team right on the front foot. I think we had a foul early on. We would, we ended up getting the good attacks down the right hand side. It, it's positive starts. I don't think we saw that early on from Stephen Kenny. And watching the team play early on, that, that was a disappointing thing from my point of view was, look, we are going to um, see a different style of football, but where is that little bit of bite in the tackles? Where is it going to come from? And I'd look primarily really at, at someone like Jason Malumbi. I don't think he's been amazing in the last couple of games. I think he's played well, but look at him in the Scotland game, biting into tackles, really ferocious, getting around the pitch and, and covering the ground really well, which he does. I think early on when he first got into the team, and I have total sympathy with this because I did exactly the same when I first came as, as a young player. You feel though maybe you try and do something different. You try and adapt your game a little bit. And I think he felt as though 
I felt watching Malumbi, he had to be on the ball more, had to, you know, get it and make things tick over. That's, in my opinion, that's maybe Josh Cullen's job behind him. You can see they clearly have a good relationship. And it's almost as if Malumbi's best game is when the old adage of earn the right to play, go and put your foot in, be aggressive. And he has that in abundance. And I think when he does that, he can then let the rest of his game take shape off the back of it. And that's been the standout thing I feel Maybe in the last six or eight, take those, take the uh, Armenia and, and Ukraine game out. I think it's been more aggressive without the ball. And if I look across maybe his reign, our best performances, even the Scotland game, even Ukraine the other night, a majority of the best performance we've we've had less of the ball, which is quite surprising when you look at the performances we've had. And even Ukraine the other night, we had I think we only had about forty percent possession, but we were. They're equal. We were Ukraine's equal in the final third with our threat. That was certainly the case against Scotland. We were way more of a threat than Scotland. And I won't have people saying to me Scotland were, were that bad that helped us play well, which I can take your argument. They were bad. But how many times have we played against sides that haven't been great and we've just kind of played to their level? We had to raise that level and we haven't seen that enough. And that was great to see, particularly with it being at home, with the response that was needed after the Ukraine game. All right. Everyone's been asked. So I have to ask you, uh, Nathan Collins, Michael Abafemi, or Troy Parrish, your favourite goal of this window? Rank them. Uh, rank them. Better uh, again, I, I, power rankings, I, I me- three to no, one. Do you know what? I, 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 before I start here, I, I messaged Nathan earlier on. We, we've got amazing coverage here now in Canada with the, the zone of picked up the Nations League rights. And I was always scratching around trying to get an Ireland game over the last year or two, trying to, as you well know yourself, Colin, Adrian, you're trying to get dodgy feeds to try to watch a game. And, and then you try, and if you miss a game or miss certain parts of the game, it's difficult to watch back. But this, we have amazing coverage here now. But last night, I flipped the zone on here, and they have a top ten of this this current uh, nation league window, top ten goals. And surprisingly, honestly, Nathan Collins is in at four. He's he, the fourth best goal. Obafemi was at six. There were some goals that were in there, like Troy Parrots wasn't even in the top ten, and he no. had. Um, they had they had they had uh, Erling Haaland's goal against uh, I think it was Sweden I think it was the the ball across the six yard box and it was a tap in like it was however they they, they want to get the big names in obviously um, but I wasn't having it but in answer to your question in answer to your question um, in what order well Nathan Collins's goal it, it's so unique isn't it I think I've said that I think Obafemi's was as well but I mean judging what, watching Ireland over the years they're all unique goals I have to say that but. Collins is special, isn't it? Given that he's a defender, stepping in. And I heard your analysis yesterday when you were talking with Johnny on a, or the other day, sorry, Colm. And there was very few options for him to do what he actually did. So it was very instinctive. He got a little bit of luck with the bobble. He could have gone with his left foot, but he really had to go with his right foot to finish it. So everything kind of took place. So I think it was a special goal. Obafemi's, I think, honestly, could have gone into Roll Z. And if it had gone in Roll Z, it, it was a hit. It was a hit and hope almost. You know, there was a lot of feel to it and it was a great goal, don't get me wrong, but I, I'd have to go with Collins. And number two, I'd probably have to say Pot Parrot and Obafemi three. That's what I would say. It's a sound It's a sound ranking. You've got two minutes before you have to go on to your next media appointment. So there's one thing that I want to ask before we go, which is this uh, narrative <laughs> that's taken on about um, the Duffy versus Collins bit, right? So forgetting about the goal for a second and like yeah. whether having Collins in the team can shape and, and t- change the shape of the team uh, and the mindset of the team and the tactics of the team in terms of not having to play as deep to cope with the lack of pace from Duffy. Your thoughts on that? Um, 
I think Shane Duffy is going to be under a bit of pressure now, more pressure than probably probably we all thought. We know his threat from set pieces. We know that he carries that for us. Uh, I haven't really seen it enough from Nathan Collins, whether he can carry the same sort of threat. But Collins' all-round game over the four games, uh, it, it was incredible to watch his development. I spoke earlier on even uh, saying to you before about the Armenia game. I felt his distribution from back to front was so good in that Armenia game in the first 20 minutes. You know, even his long pass, his, his short passing, so, so good. I think his reading of the game, as we saw, for stepping in in, in the goal that he scored. Um, so, it, 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 I mean, we've clearly seen that Collins can play right side of the three centre-halves, but is he going to get Coleman in? Is he going to get Omobamadeli when he's fit back in there? Because um, um, Doherty is clearly going to start at right wing-back. He's our best player in that position and has to start there, unless he can put Doherty at left wing-back, which he's probably still causing a bit, a few problems for us. McLean was brilliant against Scotland, I thought, absolutely brilliant. It was exactly what was needed, but that's a problem position for us. I'm sorry to, to go off on a tangent here, Adrian, but uh, I think Duffy's under pressure now. I do think he's under a bit of pressure because I think Collins, in my opinion, if I'm looking at world players like him, you know, I, I, I looked at Matthias De Ligt and look at those two similar ages. De Ligt gets a, a 100 million move to to Juventus from Ajax and there's very little when you're looking at them. I know De Ligt has got more experience and people laugh at you when you say things like this, but he, he's very much like De Ligt in how he plays, very aggressive at times when need be, maybe could be more aggressive. And I think that's the case with De Ligt as well. But he's so good on the ball that you see him dropping off and he makes things look very easy. And I'm listening to some of the guys of the day comparing him with Van Dijk. But if he continues like this, we know he potentially could be an all-time all, all great. You know, he's got the pace of Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn was absolutely the best defender I played with alongside throughout my career. And, you know, if he goes on to do half half what Richard Dunn has done, then we've we've got a real prospect on our hands. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I'll be expecting those worldies every week. We'll take them when they're there. Uh, Kev, yeah. come on, you've busy schedule. Thanks, man. Yeah, can I just talk to you about the goal, though, as well? I want to just say go one on. thing before I go. Just yeah. about, I think James McLean's got a bit of criticism for that goal against Ukraine. Um, and I, I think you'd messaged me earlier on to say that David Conley had given uh, Nathan Collins criticism for the goal as well. And I've got sympathy with both, I have to say that. Um, simply because if you look at Daryl Lenehan when he picks up the ball, when we're in possession and he goes long, there's probably an option for for Lenehan to go back towards Collins, who dropped off to, to receive the pass from Lenehan, and also another option maybe to go inside to I think it was Cullen, who then could have switched it out to McLean. So McLean's anticipating that when the ball's given away, McLean actually makes up the ground to get back, but just doesn't get back far enough. And I've played in that position, and it always is edging about cat and mouse. Can you? influence what the opposition's going to do can you play the, the wrong side of him and force him back and Yarmolenko realistically that's not his game He's, he is quite lazy at times and he, he, was, he would always play up so McLean got caught out because of that and I had sympathy for him but I don't buy the fact is that Collins could have done more because I think he was looking to receive the path, pass and say if you freeze frame at times it, the game does look different but um, I think he had too much to do and I think it was good play and it was a good well worked goal by Ukraine in the end really yeah um, we will look forward to tracking his progress over the next uh, next while. Kev, good man. Thanks, million. Thanks, okay. thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Colin. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.